In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, launching their live stream as we speak. We are going live on YouTube and Facebook right now. We'll be adding, I don't know, Twitch or something in the future. So uh, joining us this week, I am Detective Mark Smarks, your host, joined by my partners in crime fighting. Actually, only one of them this week. We have JLB, RCMP from up north in Canada. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, hey, good, sir. I am doing good. I am doing good. And we are live. This is kind of exciting. It's almost like I'm getting butterflies for some reason. Uh, But, you know, we'll see how it is. It should be fun. A lot happened this week, good, sir. A lot did, a lot did, and not all of it good. Um, Not all of it good (laughs) at all. Uh, Before we get into talking about all the wrestling this week and what we liked and what we didn't like, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. podcast network. So head on over to tatnusco.com. Check out the other podcasts there. Uh, Make sure to tell them that we sent you and then come back here to listen to or watch our future shows here um no da fabe this week um he he was back from uh his his hiatus uh for a couple episodes but you know it's it's been a rough couple weeks for him so he needed just a little bit more time for him um so uh thoughts going out to uh da fabe here but oh. we we are going to go ahead and uh, start to get into it. Of course, uh, make sure to, as the little thing here says, like, share, and subscribe. You can follow me on social media at Raw and Order WBU. Of course, JLB has all of his stuff in his uh, little doobly-doo down there. So you can follow him on uh, the Twitter machine there. Yep. Um, and here's the deal. We're, we're going to get into our crimes this week. Um and uh, kind of kind of big news uh, this week is our our main crime is a joint crime. <laughs> I mean, I figured we would both talk about it, but yes. just in case, you know, no one is on Twitter and sees what what is trending. I think you might as well let them know, good sir. Mm-hmm. So, um, our joint crime is on the AEW uh, blood and guts ending, really. Um, or I guess the the match itself. I thought the match was pretty stellar overall. I think we're probably going to disagree on the crime itself for it. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Um, maybe a little back and forth. But I we do both agree that the um, the blood and guts match is the crime this week. Um, so um, I'm going to go ahead and start off and let you. Uh, give kind of your opinion, what you thought of of the match and where the crime is on that. So we can see kind of if we if we agree or if we don't. Fair. So you just said you were going to start off. So I'm technically starting off. Yeah, I said I'm going to okay. start by letting you okay. start okay. by letting you. That doesn't work. OK, fair enough. I will do. Thank you. Good, sir. Um, yes. So 
my main problem is okay so of course we have the jericho fall that is a problem in itself it looked fake my only problem is i guess it's it's a two-part crimer for the blood and guts the issue at hand is one it probably shouldn't have been done on tv the commercials i found ruined the match itself um and then of course the no surrender the, the surrendering portion as well as then the jericho fall from his bed kind to his bed sort of ordeal was just very lame potatoes and then i guess uh i would have to give something to the commentators for saying oh he's good that's concrete down there that's concrete oh my god and then it was just a bunch of cardboard boxes or something now listen I got a whole bunch of Twitter slack from a bunch of uh, wrestling fans saying, oh, did you want it to be concrete? Do, 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 do. But like, no, I didn't want it to be actual concrete. I just wanted it to look decent. It looked, the camera angles were bad for the actual fall itself. You can tell it was a bunch of cardboard boxes. You can tell that was probably the most comfortable time that Jericho has ever been bumping in a ring because it looked so soft and protected. I get it. He needs, he's 50 years old. This is not my issue, guys. I don't want the guy to fall on concrete and have something that happened like what happened with Jeff, uh, Matt Hardy or something like that. You know, I don't want that. But what I want, do what I want is I want realis re realism in that regard. You know what I mean? If, if you're going to make it a big deal, you got to at least make the fall look somewhat decent. So those are kind of my problems with the blood and guts match before any of that happened. It was a pretty decent match. Sammy Guevara killed it. Wardlow killed it. It was pretty decent. All in all, there was blood everywhere. It was cool. But at the same time, the commercials kind of ruined it for me, too. So it's a flop for me. And that is my uh, spiel on that one. Okay. So we don't disagree quite as much as I thought we were going to. Um, okay. Because most of what you said, I agree with in a way. I, as, uh, I overwhelmingly thought the match was good. Um, but it's, most of my issues with the match were actually production issues, not um not match issues right mm. um except for some big ones at the end so production issues like you said commercial breaks right if you're gonna do a match like this tk this is the time to shell out the extra money for at the very least exclusively picture in picture commercials and but it was minimum it was though. I felt no, like there was always a they picture, picture. They they had at least one commercial break that was full commercial. At least here in the United States, maybe it was different in in uh, Canada, but mm. in the United States there was I think one, maybe two times where it started off picture in picture and then it went to full commercial. And the reason I I know that is <clears throat> that was when they um, it was towards the end of the match when they peeled up the the mat in the ring to expose the boards. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that happen. Oh, it, it went from the match going on picture in picture commercial break, come back. The, the ring is all torn up and I didn't, I didn't know who did it. I literally rewinded to try to see, did I miss something? And I didn't <laughs> right. because it was in commercial break. Okay. Yeah. That was so, picture picture for me. Yeah, so I didn't see how that happened. And maybe it was my provider or whatever, but mm -hmm. the simple fact is everything should either be picture in picture 
or or here's the big thing preload and pay some extra money to have commercial free that segment because this thing here this is where they peaked on viewers and uh so you had the most eyes on the product at this time and yes I understand it. You know, uh, advertisers are going to want to have advertisements when the most ad, uh, eyes are on it. But right. most eyes were on this at this time. This was the time for you to shell out the extra dough and get no commercials or at least limited commercials uh, for it. Um, heck, at this point, go get a sponsor. Get a sponsor right. and say blood and guts sponsored by whatever. And then that's it. And then just, or have like how they used to do it. They used to have the sponsor on the barricades and all yep, that. Sponsor on the barricades, like, a ticker at the bottom, kind of like our ticker that says joint crimes down there. Right. right? Just a ticker that says blood and guts sponsored by Slim Jim that's it. or something, you know. That'd be weird. Um, because, <laughs> because the commercial breaks were the biggest thing that killed the momentum in this match, the uh, anything. It just... Yeah. Everything fell flat because of commercial breaks. So that's and, the number one thing that I have issue with. And I also felt like there was just a lot of commercials in general, even during, first of all, the first hour was pre-taped. Yeah. So and why didn't you just commercial the shit out of there? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that's something that's worth at least talking about uh, a little bit. We'll, we'll save that. We'll put that on the back yeah. burner for now because sure. it's something that we need to talk about. But but for this, just just less commercials or sponsor something so that you don't have to like be lost. Um, right. The other things were in production ways, and you mentioned it here. The fall at the end, there are a hundred different ways they could have shot that that would have been better. The best one would have been they seem so focused on we have to see Jericho hit. No. Right? right? We've seen hundreds of examples of this from WWE, from WCW back in the day, from, from ECW, from Ring of Honor, from Impact. These things are best shot. If you have a cameraman right beside the place where Jericho's gonna, gonna fall, looking up at the top of the cage, and you so you see Jericho fall out of frame here, and you just hear, and you've got MJF center frame mm. looking triumphant after throwing uh jericho off that's what you do right we don't need to see jericho in the the pit you know what i mean right um and then in related production and you mentioned this don't have your your uh announcers hype up what he's falling on as soon as they said the concrete floor below i was like oh geez they're gonna throw him <laughs> off the concrete floor, right? Um, the the best falls in any uh, wrestling event have always been the ones that we didn't see coming, right? right? Especially looking back to the biggest, most probably important of them all, Mick Foley off the top of Hell in a Cell. Right, we didn't see that coming, and, and just all of a sudden, he oh, he threw him off. You know, and that's where it becomes special. As soon as they said, oh, there's a concrete floor below, I was like, eh, that's not, it's not concrete. Well, I mean, that's also yeah. the first time they did it, though. So that's a bit different. You know, AEW's going off of millions of cage falls, uh, yeah. not millions, but, but thousands but, of cage falls, you know. So. But that's my point. They've had enough examples for them to know 
you you don't hype it up in advance. You just let it happen because the the outrage from it or the excitement from it is the unexpectedness. And as soon as you you pitch it, the excitement goes away on it, and it's no longer an exciting moment for it. So that's where where I am from it now. Where we kind of differ a bit. Overall, I thought the match was great. I didn't mind the fall. I didn't mind the fall into the thing at all. You know, it just needed to be shot from a different way. The only thing really that I would have changed for the match itself, really, is I would not have had Sammy Guevara give up before the fall. Well, yeah, it was silly stupid. It didn't make any sense. Sorry. Yeah, it, it makes sense from this standpoint. This is the storyline they're trying to tell. That inner circle is a family. And because they're a family, they're so tight-knit, they're not going to let harm come to one of their own. And so he gave up because they're a family and whatever. I get the storyline. It's a it's bad booking. It's what it is. The storyline should have been Sammy Guevara standing down there going, no, 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 no. Uh, T- Ortiz and Santana standing down there going, oh, geez. Or <clears throat> them beaten up so much in the ring that they can't do anything. So they're laying in the ring. Uh, the rest of the inner circle, Jake Hager's laying in the ring. Sammy Guevara and Jericho are the only ones up doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara's like, no, no, no. Jericho then gets thrown through the thing, Sammy Guevara says, oh my goodness, no, we give, we surrender right. afterwards. That would have right. probably made more sense. It makes more sense. Um, I get the storyline they're trying to tell. They're trying to they're <laughs> trying to pay, portray MJF as a madman, uh, as a sadist who's willing to just throw someone off um, right. even after the match was over and all of that stuff. I get all of that. But it really took away from from the story, you know, the way it went, the match itself. Um, overall, I liked the match. I liked the setup of it. I um, I kind of wish it was a little bit more Helena Selly in terms of outside of the ring because the pictures made it look like it was a little bit wider than the ring, and it really wasn't. There was that one time that I think it was Santana fell down outside the ring in between the ring and the the cage, but it's like only like, eight inches wide there so he was he was basically stuck for a while and that was eh. oh Um, really okay i must have missed that (laughs) uh it's important to mention there were a few botches in the match um in a match like this it's bound to happen there was one time that uh sammy guevara went to do a springboard from one ring into the other and his foot slipped and he just kind of biffed it into the ring um and he spent, to be perfectly honest, he spent a fair amount of time after that trying to recover from it. So I was really actually worried that he was maybe hurt at the time. But he did okay after that. Um, there were some fantastic spots back and forth. Uh, so many people bloody. Uh, right. And 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 that, that's fitting for this sort of a match. Um, my wife did look at me halfway through it and said, I don't see any guts, though. I'm like, well... <laughs> Well, yeah, no, that's a bit much. It's a bit, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Probably not going to be guts. Probably, yeah. I'm going to be fair with you here. Probably no guts. Um, but, but I get it. You know, from those things, I just think there was a better way to pull off 
that that ending that doing it in the opposite order would make more sense um now we're going to go ahead and grab the the elephant in the room from the back burner and we're going to put it on the front burner and talk about the pre-taped because that might be to be perfectly honest the biggest crime of the night and here's what i get it i get it from a lot of standpoints number one they advertised it as a one-match show Right. right. The people buying tickets, the advertisements were all saying, you're coming to watch the Blood and Guts match. That's it. Um, they sold the tickets based on that. They did all the stuff based on it. But here's the deal. When live people show up to your show and they end up sitting there for an hour watching matches on a screen, that that ends up being bad PR. Even though he gave refunds, you know, Tony Khan gave refunds and all this stuff. It right. still is just a bad look for the show. And so, um, and I get, I understand from this standpoint, they haven't figured out how to set the ring up, you know, the the cage up in this case. Um, and since they're in a half dome outside, there's not a, like, ceiling that they can lift the, the cage up like WWE does. Hell in a Cell or whatever, and then lowers it down. They don't have the ability to do that. So, um, but couldn't they just have it at their like football stadium? Uh, well, it's an open air football stadium. So now, but then I guess how do you get the crowd there or whatever? Or maybe you have, you know, like one of the last match kind of pre-taped, and then you have everyone to go to the football stadium because it's yeah. right next door, right? It's like right there. Yeah, it's right next door. There, there are some things they could do uh, for that. Because um, that's think- what I originally had thought. I thought that the Blood and Guts match was going to be at the football stadium. Because I'm like, okay, I don't know how they're going to be able to pick that double, well, that huge cage and whatever. And then I guess the double ring, they can't really have the double ring there for the other matches. So that's why I just assumed that was going to be at the football stadium. And then they were just going to have the regular stuff there. Thing is, they can have the double ring there for the other matches. WWE and NXT yeah. does it for for war games every year. Two <laughs> oh, matches yeah. there, they That's just true. they just use one ring, ring. you know. <laughs> right. So, uh, so that's that's just something they can do, and they just didn't do. And that's worth I I like I get it. I understand from the standpoint of a production. Uh, how how do you make this switch? There has to be a better way. Right, and maybe next time they do a blood and guts match because it was still successful despite all of the ballyhooing that we're doing on this. It still was a successful night. It was a successful uh, show. If they do another one, I bet you that if they do another one, it, they do it at a pay per view, right? And, right, and then it's going to be at a stadium. They can uh, do the winch system like WWE does or something. They can work it out this one being effectively their first time because they never got to do it last year. Um, you know, we we have to give them at least a little bit of slack for it being their first time. But it's still, it's like the people that were in the crowd paid good money to sit there for an hour and watch nothing. Well, I mean, do we know how much the tickets were though? Because if it was just one match, how how expensive can the tickets? I, possibly I don't know be? how much the tickets were. Uh, they weren't a lot, but even if they were just twenty bucks, you know what I mean. It's still someone pay. It's like you pay money to go see a movie. Right, and, that's twenty and, bucks. 
and they say, <laughs> okay, you you get to the half, the second half of the movie is gonna be on the big screen, but the first half of the movie you're gonna have to watch on your phone. It's so different. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? I don't I don't want to watch half a movie on my, my phone. phone. Right. You know, I paid 20 bucks to watch the movie here. And so I get it. So I, it's a balancing act. And I in the future, I, I hope they do it better. Um for this time, they really whiffed it on some of the things. Now, now there were a lot of other big things that happened in uh the Blood and Gets pay-per-view that are at least or pay-per-view blood and guts episode that are at least worth talking about but the uh the match itself as a whole like you said i thought wardlow did good i thought um sammy guevara looked really good aside phenomenal even hager looked good technically yeah hager looked pretty decent um uh the the uh, dax harwood took some massive bumps that did bump that really impressed me there uh so so all of it went good and there was even like fun things with tully blanchard getting involved you know op- uh knocking out the umpire uh, referee outside to take the key right to open it up so he could pass in you know weaponry and stuff like that so that's all, uh, all good i'm i'm for all that i think the match overall was was good just the the, the problem is the little things that they did that didn't work added up to leaving a bad taste in something. I can't wait until hopefully they put it on YouTube or something so I can actually watch the match in full without any commercials. That 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 would be mm-hmm. my dream right there. Cuz uh, yeah, cuz honestly that that's really kind of just what ruined it. It was a decent match and I was all excited and then hey, commercial break. I'm like, "Really?" And honestly, I I get it. It's picture for me, at least the majority of them is picture to picture. But picture to picture is not that entertaining to me. Honestly, I'd rather you not picture in picture me. Because it's also really stupid. I'm watching a quarter of my screen. Well, right? yeah. The the tough thing is it's and I feel like I can't hear you. Picture of them really cutting away. Well, say that again. You kind of I, I would rather picture in picture than them fully cutting away. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, still. But, but at the same point, I you know, if I'm if I have room to fast forward, I sometimes fast forward through picture and picture breaks. For sure. So um, it's it's a weird balancing act there. Um, you know, to, to start off the night in the pre-tape segments, you had the John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa, or MT Nakazawa as he's called now, and I don't really get where that comes from or whatever. Um, <laughs> It, it furthered the storyline, uh, but eh, you know, um, you had the Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall match, which I, uh, I, I never thought I'd say that there was a boring Cody Rhodes match because normally he's very solid, but. This this was a boring Cody Rhodes match to me. Honestly, I'm not a fan of the storyline. I think that also what adds to it. I just don't care. I I don't have a problem with the storyline overall. Um, I think it's this is not me knocking on QT Marshall, but I think <laughs> there could have been a better <laughs> wrestler for them to have put in this storyline. Because so here's the deal: knocking off QT Marshall. We we don't like. 
yeah, he's one of the trainers at the Nightmare Factory. That's his, that's his school and everything. But from a storyline standpoint, we at home don't know that, right? Right. So they could have picked anyone to be the teacher at the school. And uh, right. um, I, I personally would have preferred this to be a Cody Rhodes versus Nick Camarado match. Or right. Cody Rhodes versus um, uh, Aaron Solo, um, or one of one of the the things. And if if this is going to be the story they're going to, the QT match should be the build up match at the end. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I mean, I guess maybe the storyline that they're going to is Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo, because obviously this is trying to build him up. Because uh, he comes in at the end of every match and does one punch to someone's gut and absolutely kills them, apparently. <laughs> right. Like, I get it. Olympic boxer, punches really hard. Yeah, I get it. Whatever. But we, we've we literally watched Cody Rhodes nearly die in the ring uh, doing stuff that looks a lot more painful than an Anthony Gogo punch to the gut. You know what I mean? Uh, right. But apparently Anthony Gogo's punch to the gut just... It's the ultimate kidding. punch. <laughs> so, um, Britt Baker versus a nobody. Like, did we really need that match? Uh, it was you know what you could have done instead of having that match? Have a commercial break so you have yeah. less on the freaking uh, blood and guts. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, the, the tag eliminator match. I mean, it was important from a storyline standpoint, but let's be honest. It's setting up who faces the Young Bucks next week for the tag titles, and one of the contestants and it was SCU who have publicly stated the next time they lose a match, they split up as a team. So who do you think's going to win this match? SCU. SCU. And sure enough, they won the match. So they, right. yeah. um, and I mean, one thing I also maybe might want to complain about is the whole, um, Ca- Orange Cassidy versus Mir. Uh, no, Omega. Is it? Yeah, but it doesn't Orange Cassidy have to face someone in order to face? Kenny uh, he Omega? faces Pac next week. That's it. Or like Pac, I, Pac, I, Pac, I, Pac I never re- remember which way it's pronounced. Just Pac, the bastard. Pac, Either okay. way, he's a bastard. Pac, Pac, yeah, I better not hear this. He'll come and kick my ass. <laughs> what? That he's a bastard? No, that he I did, I call him Pick. Pick. No, that, puck. that's that's puck. Hey, he's not Canadian. He can't be puck. But bad joke. Um, yeah, no, I mean, do you do people honestly expect Orange Cassidy to be winning here? Like that's that's the tough thing here, is like no, I I 100 percent don't expect Orange Cassidy to win the belt from Kenny Omega. No, um, but I mean to even beat Pac, first of all. Uh I don't think anyone ever expects Orange Cassidy to win a match. That's kind of the whole joke with orange cassidy but then it's a waste of time like but i think he's going to win um i really do i think um there may be shenanigans involved with it because it's against a member of the death triangle and the best friends have been at war with death triangle recently so i think there will be shenanigans um but even more than that do you like as much as i love uh Orange Cassidy, I I have him sitting uh, back there in front of the bootios, um, mm, over there. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can see. 
Actually, well, I see the booty the is. You can't see him because my mic. There he is. Ah, there he right is. In the corner there. He doesn't um, got his hands in his pocket though. Yeah, he's, he's got one hand in his pocket. One hand in his pocket. It's it's crazy. His his action figure actually has pockets in his pants. <laughs> actually, has pockets. And then he's doing the 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 lazy thumbs up with the other hand. Nice. So, um, I love Orange Cassidy, but here's the thing: Do I expect him to win? the championship belt from Kenny Omega. No. no I do not. Right. Uh, which makes it pointless then. Which kind of makes it pointless because if you're going to have someone whose whole thing is trying, you know, trying to win the belt or whatever, you need to make it a plausible thing. Especially where, when this is at double or nothing, right? Yes. The, the match. Like, what is this? Belt. Like, yeah, that's so lame. Uh, so, I mean, about the only thing, because we've still got a couple weeks before Double or Nothing, right? Okay, right. Uh, because I think it's end of the month. Um, so there still could be shenanigans. Like, maybe next week, or this coming week, I should say, is going to be the first actual DQ finish to uh, match on, on Dynamite. I doubt it, right? But if I were to do it, I would stretch the pocket versus Orange Cassidy thing out a little bit farther and have it or make it a triple threat. Yeah. Or a triple mm -hmm. threat or something, you know, but stretch it out farther so it's not just, hey, here's the match. Now wait three weeks or whatever it is, right? Right. Um but I don't know. I I think I think Orange Cassidy is just so popular for them right now that and and I love him. So they feel like they need to shoehorn him into the main event. And what I I think the the conventional booking wisdom would be that he needs to move up through the mid card first, and and giving him a run with the TNT belt for a bit would make him more of a contender. With and I know you don't want to take the TNT belt off Darby right now, um, or maybe you do because he's got a match with Miro next week. So, do you actually think Miro's winning that? No. I doubt it, but at the same point, they, they booked themselves into a corner because they've got Darby Allen is the guy who never gives up and uh, you know will basically die to win the match, and then you've got Miro who they brought in to be this absolute beast and have failed to do so right. far. I mean, I guess beating the tar out of his own partner Kip Sabian a couple weeks ago, at least put them in the right direction. But, I mean, the simple fact is they, they need to do something to make Miro be the beast that he's supposed to be. And right now they haven't. And that's where it's a little tough, because if you have Miro lose cleanly to Darby Allen, it ruins his momentum as being the beast, Right. Right. Uh, but if you have him beat Darby Allen, it kind of hurts Darby Allen's momentum as being the TNT champion, right? Exactly. So, so how do you do it? Well, this is where AEW has booked themselves into a stupid corner because they they have so far been fairly um, open. At least Tony Khan has been open about it. he doesn't like DQ finishes, and I get it. Uh, a certain other promotion whose name shall not be mentioned, Cough, Cough, WWE, Cough, Cough, um, does DQ finishes <laughs> all the time. 
left and right. Like I, I gotta be honest. I, I don't remember last week's raw. Cause I barely watched it because all it was, was Eve. <laughs> right. You weren't ready for the evolution apparently. And yeah. so I, I like shut it off, but I'm pretty sure that half of the matches on it <laughs> in, in some sort of DQ. Right. They do it a lot. So I yeah. get it. There is overusing it, and WWE does it. So you can't do that. But Tony Khan says he just doesn't like it at all. And the problem is, if you don't use DQs, the threat of a DQ goes away. So in right. every match, you hear Tony Schiavone or JR say, oh, we better be careful or he'll get disqualified. Right. Two years, we've had one singular DQ. Um, and it was in a uh, Iron Man match, Pack versus Omega. It was the first fall was a DQ. Pack purposefully DQ'd himself to give Kenny Omega a point, uh, so that he could then beat up Kenny Omega and get an easy point for the second one. So, but that's mm. the only DQ they've had so far. Wow. Okay, that's that's crazy though. Two years, and, and that's two years now. You know. Mm -hmm. The, I'm not saying we need DQs every week, but if you don't do DQs, they cease to be a threat. So, even right. you know, anytime you see that referee go, oh, you better stop that or I'll DQ you. No, you won't. <laughs> right. Yeah. You won't. So, um, but yeah, so Miro announced that he's got his contract for the cha uh, championship match against Darby Allen. Uh, it finally was a promo from Miro that set up a something big for him, something that's not him being the best man at someone's wedding, you know, right. talking video games. It set him up to be a beast, but they're still kind of backed into a corner here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Kip Sabian's going to screw Miro over, and then that's going to continue the feud between Kip yep. and Miro, and then Darby's going to go. I don't know. Who 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 was the one that threw Darby uh, off the steps, though? That was... Uh, I think it was Ethan Page. It was either Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky, but I'm pretty sure... It was I think Ethan it was both, Page. actually. I, well, they were both there, I believe. They were both there. So... Wow. I don't know. Maybe you know that he's gonna definitely feud with Ethan Page or something next. So maybe that's what will work. Kip Sabian's gonna screw um, Miro Miro over, and then that's gonna continue that feud. Or Scorpio Sky slash Ethan Page are gonna come out and uh, disqualify maybe Darby Allen. Um, sort of ordeal because it's not like a no dq match right which I mean, as far as i know there there's no stipulations named for it yet so. that's it so i mean even with no dq i still feel like darby does some crazy stuff that should technically be like whoa you kind of used i guess i didn't use a weapon but it's just it's crazy hardcore stuff it's weird yeah they, they have to be a little bit more um stricter on the the rule book though if you're not having like hardcore matches or anything, you're certainly doing a lot for a regular match to be considered, you know, decent. Hey, thank you, good sir. What an amazing show indeed. I see that there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for your comment. Um, go ahead and keep the comments coming uh, because we would absolutely love to know what you think 
of the A and W A and W A and W. I got food on my A E W Blood and Guts. Now I'm hungry. Episode. Yeah. It was a <laughs> it was a long day. I I ate way too much for lunch because we took my mother in law out for lunch at a um Texas Roadhouse Steakhouse. <laughs> okay. So I had I had ribs. Oh. And grilled chicken and loaded fries and oh, I'm so stuffed because I am a fatto. Um, yeah, that's that's about but, it. That's it. <laughs> so we'd love to hear what you guys think about the AEW Blood and Guts uh, show. Whether whether you agree with us, whether you loved it, whether you hated it, let us know in the comments for it, or you can tweet at us at the names that are right there or. I can't go over. Uh, it's okay. Japanese, but they're over there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is so difficult. I am not. <laughs> it uh, it's there. So backwards. Um, <laughs> Jesus. But so anyways, um, tweet at us. Let us know what you think of that. Um, since we had our double, double joint crime, um, we're not going to go to another crime. We will go straight in to misdemeanors. Um, misdemeanors are an interesting one this week uh, because I really didn't get to watch much <laughs> like I watched a little of, of the, you know we could talk about Eve coming back but we actually already gave it crimes last week right. because we recorded afterwards um, we could talk about uh, uh, some of the stuff but I basically got two misdemeanors um, one of them a misdemeanor for infections. Um, it's going right up there with injuries. I've charged you with crimes before injuries, but this time infections. Uh, EC3 has uh, released a statement uh, talking about um, he's apparently been in the hospital right, with uh, life-threatening infections um, that were just little infections that he let go uh, he didn't specifically say it, but I would bet it's MRSA um, <laughs> or MRSA, which is uh, medica medication resistance uh, staph infection. Um, and uh, he was in the hospital for it, and he's out, and he's recovering, but it apparently just really wrecked him. So uh, here's hoping for uh, smooth recovery for him. Uh, because we love us some EC3 on this show. Uh, EC3. Um, <laughs> I think I, I did that. Right I think you kind of did it, miss. Yeah, but either way, we got the point. He's on what? He's in ROH, right? Three, three, yeah, he's in Ring of Honor. So, uh, so if it's a staff infection, that might be kind of messed up, though, no? Because, yeah, staff infection usually implies there's a few other wrestlers that are yeah, messed up. It, it usually implies that someone else has it. And and he he did not name any names in it. He in fact he specifically kind of said that due to HIPAA uh rules, he's he's gotta walk a, a, a line with this and not specifically talk about things. But he said one of it was he had a cut on his foot that didn't get treated and must have picked up something from from a mat in a ring. Um right. Uh, but he also has wrestled some independence, so he's not specifically saying it's a it's a ROH thing. thing. You right. know, it could have been at some mom and pop, you know, show that he did. Who knows? Okay. But but it is. I mean, MRSA is a tough thing. Um, it 
it really wrecked uh, John Moxley when he uh, was with WWE. That's what that's what it took him out of action and as Dean Ambrose for a while in WWE uh, was a MRSA infection in his arm. Oh snap! So, okay, it's true. Yeah. So um, so I'm I'm coming at you, infections, looking right at you. <laughs> I'm at I'm charging you, infections. That's um, the other misdemeanor, and this one's a little bit more um, in in fun spirits. But I'm I'm charging WWE a misdemeanor for having an old school SmackDown and then theming it in entirely 1980s theme when right. SmackDown didn't exist in the 80s. Right. They just went like hardcore retro. Like first of all, no fist. Or no, they had the fist, they had a but it was CGI visually, fist. A CGI fist, which I'm like, okay, not the same thing, but sure, I guess yeah. it's a big I, fist. Thing is, I, I don't, I don't really have a problem with a CGI fist, if only because, you know, when you're doing it all in the Thunderdome with no crowds there, why bring out the full thing? Just do it yeah. all CGI. I get it, but like the whole rest of it was like the old, old WWF style logo, but you know, and yeah, like the match card. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? I'm like, I don't remember this being a SmackDown thing. Like, I was like, what? I don't know. I, I don't know what they were doing. They just kind of went crazy retro, but then don't call it retro SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's the old is you, you could call it time machine SmackDown, you know, or whatever. But, yeah. but old school SmackDown implies we're going to do this like an old school SmackDown episode, which it wasn't. It was old school wrestling. You could have called it. You, I mean, heck, if you wanted to do it 80s, just call it 80s night on SmackDown. Right. And we would have been fine. But anyways, those are my misdemeanors. I didn't know if you had any misdemeanors going in for this week. Um, You know what? I have maybe a few. So first of all, um, my misdemeanor is going out to a wrestler who apparently wants to wrestle at a promotion still, Mr. Ryback himself. Um, he's still, you know, kind of doing these stupid polls about, you know, where should I go? What should I do? Uh, you know, and he still puts retired on it. And I, to this point, I think he's like kind of trolling um, with this whole thing. And it's like Ryback, like, can you please just, you know, just again, I'm talking about it. So I guess you're getting what you want, perhaps. But like misdemeanor goes to just freaking Ryback of being a trolling like, I don't even know what he's trying to get out of this. He's not technically getting anything because he's not going to be trending on Twitter. He's not using a hashtag. No one really gives a crap. He's technically downplaying. Uh, people are going to think he's worse now because of this, his trolling abilities, because he's not accomplishing anything with it. And it's like, well, then, bro, just stop putting retired on the list. And there's a way I'm sure you can close the polling to only those three. I don't know. I don't care enough to go and check what this moron is doing. I really don't care. Um, So he's still doing that and he's still on that. And I'm just like, dude, if you don't want to get the hint that people are telling you to retire, then I don't know. Maybe don't take your advice from Twitter. Like if you're going to base your entire future on a Twitter poll, you have bigger issues. Yeah, no, I I agree there. To be perfectly honest, um, I uh didn't put it in my misdemeanors because it's one of my commendations. I am commending Ryback for being dumb enough to repeat the poll from last week, but thinking it would have different results, and more specifically, thinking that just asking 
people on Twitter to not choose retire would work at all. Right. And deleting do, the trolls. Yeah. I've deleted all the trolls from my Twitter. Like really have you leave. ever been on Twitter, Ryback? <laughs> if I post something on, on Twitter and I say, please don't choose this, that's a way to guarantee that people choose that. Doesn't work about donating money. I can't be like, guys, don't donate me five, don't donate five dollars or anything. Don't do it. Just absolutely don't do it. I just yeah. I just don't do it. Dave, listen. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. We should try. Maybe we should try sometime saying, "Don't like, share, and subscribe to this podcast." <laughs> okay. I don't think that would work either. Nope. nope. No. That reverse psychology just doesn't but, work. In these but cases. just, just I mean, I didn't have a huge favorable opinion of Ryback before this. Like, no, me I neither. Thought he was kind of an idiot before this, right? But really, Ryback. Like you post trolling, it one though. time. He's trolling. That's what he's doing though. It has to be. It doesn't make any and then first of all, the audacity to think that one you can go back to WWE. Like, why would WWE want you back? They fired you for a reason, and you didn't really do anything else since then. Uh, I don't think AEW is gonna want to take you. Maybe impact, maybe, maybe ROH, but like the audacity to think that you have the control, like it's almost kind of egotistical, like, oh. Where should I go back to? WWE? Da, 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 da. Like, first of all, who says WWE wants you back? Who says AEW is even thinking about you? Why would they waste a dime? You know, like, come on. I don't know. But that was definitely, I wanted to list, at least give Ryback his five seconds of fame there because yeah. uh, it's just ridiculous. But I guess kudos for the troll. Um, another thing I wanted to... Um, also mention is it's I mean I don't know because I feel like bringing Jimmy Uso back which is kind of a weird um, thing for me to say but it's more along the lines of like you kind of messed it up already like I don't know. I, I just wasn't excited. Like, okay, he was like, no, I don't want to be. You're acting like a bitch. Okay. Like, I get it. You would kind of go that route. That makes complete sense. Uh, but I just feel like then, but then Cesaro also beat the crap out of him at the end of SmackDown. So does that imply that he's with the tribal chiefs sort of ordeal? He's with the head of the table. And I don't know. <clears throat> I The little SmackDown that I did watch, I thought that was um, kind of ridiculous, but just because like Jimmy Uso shouldn't have been with them to begin with. I feel like that's just more of a, maybe a big booking preference. I feel like he should have just automatically been against them. Do something, come out when they were hitting Cesaro at the end and Jimmy, Jimmy Uso comes in, helps Cesaro out. That would have gotten certainly a bigger pop for Jimmy Uso. And then you would create like a brother versus brother feud. That would have been perfect as opposed to if you do that now, <clears throat> I mean, you're kind of in agreement, bro. We should go after the tag team titles. I kind of agree. Uh, Roman's making you look like a bitch. Oh, he's doing it for the family. Okay, cool. And then, like, what then? And then you just, I don't know. I just feel like the impact wouldn't be as crazy as if you just went to help Cesaro and then you automatically went against them, sort of ordeal, you know? So they kind of ruined a, a moment there, I feel. No, I mean, I, I get it there. Um, oh, sure, you don't watch SmackDown, but I'm sure you heard. 
I no, I watched replays of it and, okay. and all this. I so I get what I it's tough because like you want to make a big deal about Jimmy Uso coming back because he, he is legitimately one of their names, right? Right. Um, but I think it would have been way better for instead of it to be all promo time, he comes out, he talks to Roman face to face, he turns Roman down and leaves and all, all that right. stuff. I think it would have been way more impactful for Roman to be in the middle of doing something and Jey Uso just shows up and attacks him. Yeah. And just immediately, bam, now he's in the midst of it. He's in the middle of it. He's doing it. And it's instantly, we know what side he's on. What he, there's, They're trying to play this old Willie or won't he? Is he going to be on this side or not? No, just immediately put him on the, the opposition side. Yeah. And 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 then you because you're going to set up this feud. That's what they're doing. It's going to be Uso versus Uso. Um, right. So just just get into it and do it. WWE loves their promos. They love their talk 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 times. And and this is an example of a time that they should have just skipped it and went straight to throwing fists. Exactly. That's it. Because I'm not going to care enough to want to see these freaking promos mm-hmm. uh, based on how it is done now. Like, I already know what you're doing. You're just wasting more time. Well, one, I'm making a full-fledged report of not trying to watch a lot of SmackDown or Raw. So, you know, but uh, I'll hear about it and then you'll be wasting my little less precious time to be like, oh, okay, so this is still happening. Like, even what was it? Was it show? I think it was Charlotte Flair being in the mix for the championship, or was it was it something on SmackDown? Anyway, there was a there was a match that was set up this week, and I'm like, oh, but wasn't that already a match? My match for Backlash? They're like, no, it was only set up now. I think it was maybe the Braun, uh, the Braun Lashley McIntyre to the point where it's just Lashley and McIntyre now, right? Or did they make it that? Oh no, uh, they made it a triple threat. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> I don't care. Either. And the sad thing but... is, I love Drew McIntyre. I love uh, Bobby Lashley. I think I think Bobby Lashley is doing some of the best work of his career right now in the ring. Mm-hmm. WWE is just dropping the ball on the show as a whole, and that's what I think is absolutely killing it. Um, and I mean, killing it in the bad way, not killing it in the killing the business great way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, so the only other commendation that I wanted to do, because I classified that as a misdemeanor, because I think it was the only other commendation I want to do is, um, well, actually, I guess two more, right? Number one, news just broke right before uh, we went live on this. Uh, that Becky Lynch has signed a new contract with WWE and is going to get paid. And I'm assuming is going to come back uh, relatively soon um, to, to uh, get those dollar dollar bills and everything, which Rhea Ripley versus uh, Becky Lynch is a match that I'd like. That would be. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're going to see flair though. Cause now flair is in the main event. Mm-hmm. Picture. Ugh. I'm kind of done with flair, to be honest with you. Like, I think I'm over her. Like, I uh, I think the problem is we need we need new flair opponents and I I mean as a whole right now because right. if you look at the main roster WWE um, women's division 
Flair mm-hmm. has faced all of them except for two multiple times. And mm-hmm. the two that he, she hasn't faced multiple times, one of them she's faced once, and that's Rhea Ripley a year ago at WrestleMania. Right. Uh, but Bianca Belair is the only other one. All of the other ones she's just beat left and right. And that's why we need to get some new blood in there for her to wrestle against if, if we're going to pitch her. So, um, so, but I, I'm happy to see Becky Lynch uh, getting paid, taking care of them, them baby, you know, um, but I'm hoping to see her. Did back. it mention how long her contract, how, how, how long she uh, signed? No her? details were, uh, were revealed yet, but who knows her last contract she signed in, I want to say they said December of 2019. Oh, okay. Um, and they did say that this contract has been signed for a few weeks or maybe even months. It's just now becoming public, um, or at least Damn. being being revealed. So she could have signed again back in December. Two years. For all we know, you know, right? Whatever, so, um, the other um commendation I want to do, and this is kind of connected to our first crime. I am actually still going to commend AEW, even though. Overall, the show, the, the pre-tape segments were meh, um, and the Blood and Guts has some issues. Um, AEW gets commended because they were the number one show in the demo um, this this week. Number one in the 18 to 49 demo, um, which is huge. And they peaked at over 1.2 million people watching during the Blood and Guts match. Um, so back up to over a million Their Their average was over a million over the course of the whole show. So now out of the four weeks, they've gone unopposed three of them. They've been over a million and just a week ago, a full week ago was the only one that they went under a million. So that's at least good news there. So commendations to them for that. Um, hopefully they can keep that ball rolling. So the only problem I would say with, okay, well, congratulations, first of all, first on cable, big accomplishment. That's even crazier news to hitting a million. Great. But that's kind of the problems I maybe have with the whole rating system. Um, Because the thing is all those viewers tuning in doesn't necessarily mean that your product was good that night. It just kind of means they were curious to see how the product would be, right? Technically speaking, because it's not, oh, after the fact, uh, it's not like a survey. Uh, how many people actually enjoyed the show? Did you enjoy the show? Yes or no kind of survey sort of ordeal. This is just how many people were curious to see a War Games match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, so yeah, congratulations. But at the same time, I feel like some people think like, oh, see, it was a great, it was a great uh, dynamite. Like, no, that doesn't mean it was a great dynamite. That just means they promoted it well enough uh, for the war games match for people wanting to be interested enough to tune in. That's really all that always means. And a lot of people <coughs> conflict it with, oh, because it was such a great show. Da, 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 that's why people tuned in. Well, no. Why would people know if it was a great show if they weren't tuning in and then they go and tune in? They were already tuned in because that's how you get the demographic. I don't know. I, I Maybe that's a basic statement, but I feel like a lot of people tend to confuse 
the two with it being technically uh, necessarily a good show or it just had um, great publicity towards it. It's kind of almost like a movie, right? A movie had broke the box office records for that weekend or whatever. That doesn't mean the movie was good. That just means everybody wanted to see it based off the trailer and the promo, you know, sort of ordeal. So the the thing is, is the rating system is going to be important for future ones. Right. I, I do agree. I feel that fans, including us in the, the wrestling media, uh, like to, to throw a lot of weight behind ratings. Um, ratings are only Im- actually important to advertisers. That's right. that's the that's be all end all of it. It doesn't matter how many. It doesn't matter to us how many people watched. Right? It doesn't affect our enjoyment of it in one way or another. There are wrestling shows that get a hundred thousand watches that are very entertaining, and there are wrestling shows. I'm looking at you, SmackDown, that get two million people watching it that are shit. Um, right. and so. We like to put so much into how many people watch it. And the thing is, it's not important to us. It's only important to advertisers. However, it is still important to the advertisers. And because it's important to the advertisers, it's important to the the company itself. So for AEW to get number one in their demo, that means AEW can attract, that TNT can attract more advertisers for AEW which makes AEW a more sustainable product for the second show they've got coming up sometime this year for potential spin-off shows, stuff like that. Right. Um, for uh, hopefully, and this is reportedly why AEW has been filming so many matches recently, why their AEW darks have been so long, why they've done all this stuff is they're trying to build up a library of filmed matches that they can pitch to streaming services like Peacock or, I mean, they're probably not going to do Peacock since WWE is on there, but HBO Max because Warner and HBO uh, right. um, would be a perfect landing spot. So they're trying to build up enough of that to to be able to tie in and have a a streaming service at some point, which really would be a good future now. I think HBO Max would be a wonderful place for it. Um, not only because I have HBO Max. That's probably the reason. Yeah. Watch it. But <laughs> I also do think it's a, it's an excellent streaming service. It's because it's Warner Media, which TNT is. Um, it makes a whole lot of sense there. It, uh, That's it. Ha- being someone who's used both Peacock and HBO Max, uh, HBO Max is is way more polished of a program of a service just in general it just seems to work better well hbo max has also been around more though it's been around longer but that's my point is it's been um and so it would be a great place for them to land um and that's why they did like that uh for lack of a better term house show a couple weeks ago where it was a friday night show that was was filmed but was not aired on on tv on uh, YouTube on anything um, right. because they want to have that as an exclusive for a streaming service at some point. Um, I imagine we'll start to see a lot more of that as uh, things start to open up from COVID because um, they'll, they'll start to do some house shows 
and film them so that they're in a library for a streaming service to be able to do. Which um, is kind of cool though, too, right? So you could technically be on TV uh, without even knowing it. And then you just go on, let's say to HBO. Hey, bam. Oh, hey, I was at that show. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? So that's kind of cool too. That would make that also kind of makes the house shows uh, a lot more interesting. So to go to I'm, as well. I'm hoping that we see that uh, come to fruition over the course of this next year. And frankly, I'm really hoping that we start to see. Like, well, double or nothing reportedly is going to have full on uh, crowds, right? So double or nothing is going to have full crowds, although it's just full crowds for Daly's place, which maxes out at like 5,500 people. So oh, it's not like it's not like uh, WrestleMania, hundred and twenty thousand people. I oh, see. I'm always thinking of the football stadium as well for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Daly's place doesn't have that much, so um, okay. But uh, but still, I think I think we'll start to see some. I mean, AEW didn't even pre-COVID didn't do house shows, but they were still pretty new. I think right. we're not going to see the same sort of uh, touring schedule that WWE did, where people were on the road seven days a week, right? Right. Uh, but I would imagine we do start to see Wednesday night dynamite, and then like a Thursday or a Friday show someplace. So they they do a dynamite, and then they go to another place and they do a show, and then they get to go home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then that doubles up their their stuff, and then when they add the second television show they might do let's say they do it a friday night show for lack of a better term okay this is a choice right they might do live dynamite on wednesday house show thursday live second show friday and then everyone gets to go home until next wednesday you know so it still would be a lot better of a schedule than wwe has but it would allow them to build up this this back catalog of stuff um I did think of one more thing to give a, a um, commendation to, and oh, that okay. is the way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell winning the tag titles. <clears throat> yeah. Did we see that coming? I didn't at all. That was I awesome. did not. Um, but I'm excited. I, I'm a huge Candice LeRae fan. Uh, I love Candice. And I'm excited because this is her first NXT gold. Oh snap! Is right. surprising, but I'm I'm sad. It was a great match, and <laughs> them to win was surprising. So I got to give a commendation to them. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, that yeah, I'm actually pretty shocked. She was she's only been wrestling. She's been wrestling for like two years, three years now, huh? In in NXT, yeah, yeah, She's been there for okay. a few years now. So um, yeah, damn, that's still pretty surprising. But at the same time, it caught us off guard. Uh, was a really good match, and that's how you surprise people. WWE take pointers. Yes. Well, I guess it's the same company, but you know, learn from trips. I guess. Yeah. Um, learn from trips. That's actually <laughs> we should we should make that into a T-shirt. Learn from trips. Learn from trips. And have a guy tripping on the floor, tripping Mm -hmm. on the stairs. (laughs) Which it would it's a double entendre with doing it. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But so um, you know, anytime we don't have our our third wheel DA Faber, 
shows go a little bit shorter mm-hmm. than uh, they normally do. So um, this is going to be a little bit shorter than I normally do. But this is the time where we wrap things up. So um, I put up there, check all the links in the doobly-doos. That's going to be where links to our Patreon is, our merch store, our social medias, all of that stuff. Uh, Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, as we said before. Every platform that you're on has the way to subscribe to it, um, like the page, whatever, follow it, something like like that. Uh, So make sure to have that click so you get notified. If you happen to uh, be a person who likes to watch live streams, likes to watch it instead of (laughs) to it, because we're now doing the live stream on uh, currently Facebook and uh, YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to YouTube or follow our Facebook page. Those are going to be in the doobly-doos. And also the bell there on YouTube, if you ever want to see us when we're live, it will let you know, and then bam, you can be with us and you know, comment with us. Let us know yeah. what's going on, what you're what you're thinking, and you know, we'll obviously respond. You'll be with us, so it'll be like you're part of the show. But like I say, the links are in the doobly-doos right down there. It's going to say all of that stuff's going to have links to the link tree that has all of our information there. It's going to have links to JLB's social media and everything there. So make sure to check out the doobly-doos. Um, you can even get your link in the doobly-doo shirt at our merch store, stop shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. Let me, let me see if I can find it quickly. <laughs> keep going. Keep, keep talking. So, so you can find that there. Um, you can get that shirt. You can get our not a cop shirt. Um, nope, nope, nope. You don't have to stop. It's not the right shirt. Not the right shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our not a cop shirt, our, our brand new wrestle cop shirt, wrestling cop shirt. Um, our shirt that says, please sponsor us, Turks and Caicos. That's all there. Cause and that would, one I don't have yet, but it's coming. We would, we would love to be sponsored by the Turks. I have and the a Caicos. lot of blue shirts. Surprisingly, apparently you like blue. Apparently so. blue is my color. Everyone keeps telling me it. So you know what? I, I took everyone's advice and just got a bunch of blue stuff, so, but now um, I'm screwed. Cause I can't show you the doobly doo shirt. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Did nope, we find it? Nope. Anyways, the link's all going to be in the doobly news <clears throat> there. Um, you can also follow us on the social media. Um, like uh, it says right there, I'm on pretty much all of them at Raw and Order WBU. So Twitter, um, we're on Raw and Order WBU on Facebook. I've got TikTok. I've got Instagram, Raw and Order WBU, oh, wow. all of those places there. Um, you can follow JLB at the stuff that you see right down there, but he'll go through his whole spiel now too. I mean, come on. You can definitely follow me at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR. Um, you know, we talk about movies, music, video games, all that. I've watched a few movies this weekend. Definitely going to shoot those out. And, uh, you know, I'm curious uh, what you guys think and so on. Uh, and, you know, we do a little bit of everything. So if you want to check that out, anchor.fm slash rtr that's where all the streams are and then of course you can follow me send me some comments on what you're thinking and or if you want to be part of a show i have conversations with strangers which just is a general chit chat with people i don't know and 
it uh, explores human behaviors and the human psychology of how people interact. And especially during this time, it certainly can help out a lot of people. So that's something I'm doing as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. And of course, I do this raw and order with you guys. Talk a little wrestling. And uh, this live thing is pretty fun. So uh, back to you, good sir. Yeah, awesome. I'm enjoying the live stream. Uh, you know, <laughs> as we get going and more people start watching, we're going to get more comments and we'll start uh, taking questions and answers straight from our jury. Uh, so, but on that note, we're going to kind of close the book on the wrestling booking unit. Um, I got to get a judge's hammer or something. We got to get yeah. like a shovel. What is it called? Gavel, right? <laughs> Gavel, but, that's it. But I got, I got my, my, Six pack of Sting action figures it's right here. Not the here. same. Not the or, same. Uh, nope. look, looking down on us. So, so there's all that. Um, <laughs> but enough. yeah. So thank you all for joining us. Um, those of you who joined us live, those of you who are listening later, still thanks for listening or watching. Um, we will see you soon. Ciao.